0: So, to the Woods Water Mizzou podcast. I'm one of your regular co-hosts, Skeeter, and with to me tonight is Case. How you doing, Case? Good. Our third leg of the party, Uh Cole is MIA on vacation in Florida, so he's living it up. Uh, Must pay, be attention nice. to, pay attention, pay attention to the news because some weird stuff happens in Florida. So if you see a Cole Finley in your news news articles there we may just be a two-man show for a while but <laughs> hope he's having fun uh enjoying his family time hope all our listeners are having a good lead-up to the holiday season uh this would be our only episode before christmas so uh we want to wish all our listeners happy holidays merry christmas uh however you celebrate it hope it's a joyful time and you have great memories made with your loved ones, but, uh, leading up to Christmas, man, it is Christmas night for a college football fan. The presents are wrapped. They're under the tree and we get to open them tomorrow, but coach Eli Drinkwitz and the staff, they are on one right now. Yeah. They, as he said to Josh Heupel after the Tennessee game, what, what did he say there? Standing on business. Standing on business. And business, business is, is booming. booming. And uh our friend Gabe Diarman is <laughs> man, he's I'm sure his thumbs are pretty wore out right now. And he probably don't have much finger fingerprints left from all the typing of all the stories because it has been a huge day, uh really last two days, uh with News going on, and tomorrow's National Signing Day. And so we officially get names on paper. And who knows, there might be some flips, might be some bad flips. You never know. I, I never, never take it for granted until that that name's cited, signed to the dotted line and shipped uh, back to the coaching staff. But uh, let's go ahead and start since. Our last podcast, uh the first guy we picked up was running back Marcus Carroll out of the transfer portal out of Georgia State. And I think a lot of people were hyped about him. I mean, I think he had what over twelve hundred yards last year or eleven 1, hundred yards, something like that. But
1: no, he had it was north of twelve hundred yards for sure. I'm pretty okay. sure. Uh yeah, you know, that's a g it's a G five level, but um he fits the offense really well. He's gonna be. He's gonna really fit in the mold that Cody Schrader has built. So I think he's. I think he might have been the best fit personally uh, yep. for our offense more than Rocket, more than
0: uh, Etn. Uh, and then you, you go from there to a high school commit, and not only is you know like gone are the days of Mizzou getting everyone's scraps or just the insane kid that's a Mizzou fan. Like Coach Drink is going out there, and he's competing with the best of them and pulls Kiwan Lacy out of Texas, a four-star running back. Uh, let's see. I, I remember Alabama was in on him, and I don't remember the third team. Was it Ole Miss? Ole Miss is who they thought. He was an
1: Ole Miss yeah. lock up until. Okay. Oh, so a lot of folks were saying that we pulled the reverse Ryan Wingo there. Yeah. is that we came in last month with a better offer than what Ole Miss had and souped him like uh, Texas did to us with Wingo. Um, hey, if we did, I'm glad Drink's learning from people that have, you know got <laughs> yeah. us. So I love to hear that. Also, though, real quick before we go into this, um, keep in mind, a lot of this stuff might have been possible because we didn't get Ryan Wingo. Yep. That might have opened up a lot more NIL funds. To go and uh, get, you know, Caden Green was going to mention later, or get all these high school kids. Like, you know, our class was really small up last week, and we're filling it out this week. You know, it doesn't matter when you get them; just you know, when you you got to get them signed. So, uh, yeah. Also, but- one thing, Skitter, a little housekeeping we've got to do. Um, this is the Home Field Studios. Yeah, Home Field Studios. Home Field Studios
0: going across the bottom of your ticker down there for those watching on YouTube. Uh. For those listening on audio, go to home field, get some great gear, Mizzou gear for the Cotton Bowl and enter in code home, or variety sports for 15% off your first time purchase. Thank you for My that. My wife
1: wore a home field hoodie to the Mizzou game in KC on Sunday, so hopefully your experience wearing their clothes goes better than that.
0: <laughs> she can never wear that to another day. <laughs> but, you know, you, you talk about here we're gonna get off on our tangents that we like doing, but it's only two of us, so we got to feel time, anyways. But uh, you talk about last week our class was small. Go back to August, there was a lot of Mizzou fans freaking out, and like, yes, lost his recruiting touch. Like, yeah, it was great the first couple years, but this class is awful, he can't recruit now. And it's like, hey, be patient, still a lot of season, we go out and do what we're supposed to do on the field and we'll get some recruits. Well, guess what? That's exactly what happened.
1: Yeah. One more thing on that because you're right. People were panicked. I, I can actually have a distinct memory of, uh, of of the gym looking at my phone in between sets and I remember just going through all this like drinks done. Drink can't recruit anymore. He's washed. Like, what do we even have? Because this is before he had the season. So yeah. they were sitting on nothing but six and sixes. And then they were like, this bad class. They're like, he's done. We got to get him out of here. People were panicked. Um then maybe drink have some foresight here. Maybe he maybe he thought if he had a good season, which he did, he could what did, what, did, what did you say? He was he wasn't recruiting, he was choosing or picking, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, maybe he's able to get a better class now because he didn't need to sign all the the maybe players that weren't his top guys. He had to wait a little longer. Because let's be honest, the higher the ranked player, usually the longer they wait. Now I know I say that, and Williams is where rec- we committed before the season even started but you know like guys like Wingo guys like Crutchfield they all waited very very late I think that's more common so I don't know is the, is the, what 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 side of the coin was he playing were we really in trouble or was he playing a long con
0: I think the big thing he was establishing relationships uh you know you can't in today's world and I'm sure he's aware of this as well as any other college coach out there you can't get a verbal commitment and a Twitter announcement in the summer and be like, okay, we'll see you, you know, next year, or we'll hear from you in December. Like these kids, I I couldn't imagine being a high school kid with, you know, D one, especially sec level talent. And like, (laughs) just think like back in my day, you know, you had to pay for the text messages like, <laughs> hey, call me after nine o'clock because it's free, yeah. you know, like <laughs> phone bills would have been ridiculous with the way these coaches are, are burning these kids now on their phones. But, uh, you know, he's, he's establishing them relationships. Biggest thing he's focused on Williams, Winery. you get the number one overall kid in the state, the number one overall, uh, talent on a lot of recruiting boards, well, then that makes other people like their ears perk up. Hey, he's going to Mizzou. What's going on there? Let, let me let me look at them a little bit. And so that, that gets a little bit more attention. I think have we not got Winnery, I don't know that we have the class as good as we have. I know a 10-win season helps, but the kids want to go where other talent's at. Uh, sure. And, you know, you go back to Ennis Rexstraw, drinks first year, and – Choosing us over Alabama, you know, and the momentum that set. And then you go to the next year, Luther choosing to stay home and how huge that's been, you know, just to show that, hey, talent can develop here. You know, took Enos as a three star out of Texas and now he's projected. uh, Matt Miller hasn't projected first round in his mock draft, uh, I think, number 17 overall. So, you know, you're showing this talent like, hey, you can come here. You can play in big ball games. You can be ranked top 10 nationally, have a New Year's Six bolt. Next year, that's a playoff game. And you can be developed and go, you know, have your shot at the NFL. So that's – you take that combination, then you take drinks, characteristic and charisma that he has about him, and kids are lining up to come play for Mizzou now. Absolutely. And I love it. I'm here for
1: it. And you said something funny. You said charisma just now, and I totally agree. But it's funny that it's it's charisma. It's charisma when you're going ten and two. I think it's I think maybe the fan base saw it a little bit as uh, tomfoolery. We'll say when it was when we're going six and six. But yeah. no, you're right, man. That that uh that tweet he fired off after Crutchfield signed it or after Crutchfield committed it today, with uh, him doing the fist pump and then the CBS score score bug with forty-one yeah. zero over Arkansas. Yeah. Woo. Chef's kiss.
0: That was cold. I was was. cold-blooded. I might uh, have texted into my local ESPN radio this evening on the way home. And, you know, they, they, as much as they hate Mizzou and Eli, they're giving him a lot of respect right now. And I mean, it's making them turn a pretty sour taste in their mouth for Sam Pittman and Bobby Petrino. That, all that hype that they got from Bobby Petrino coming back is about washed out now. So I was wondering, yeah. uh, you know, but let, let's let keep going with recruits. Otherwise we're going <laughs> to, it's going to be an hour show just us talking about the changes in, in the culture and everything. But then you, you get a, a three-star lineman that, you know, you probably don't think much of. you big but, though. He had his choices of where he wanted to go. He he was one of them verbal commits to Nebraska, uh, but Caleb Pyfrom. Uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll learn soon. Yeah. But as far as right now, Pyfrom, Pyform, Pyfrom, from. and so he he flips and picks Mizzou yesterday on Monday, and then today starts off uh, big guy. Caden Green, oh, out let's of go. Lee Summit, Missouri. Dude, I love getting these Kansas City kids back. This is
1: you know, this is what makes my favorite thing as Mizzou fans. Getting these KC kids stay home. Like when I was a kid, we had Chase Coppin, KC kid. He's like Tommy Saunders, my favorite Mizzou player of all time. My even more local for me guy. Man, get these guys flipped and keep them stay home. Like this is just this is the
0: the bees knees for me. I love this. Well, I mean, you know, I look at the tight end coming out of Joplin this year. Hefner, that's going to Mizzou. Like, I'm going to be paying attention to him. Absolutely. Uh, the lineman out in Nevada, that's kind of a, a southwest Missouri town. Uh, my high, old high school plays them, so I'll be paying attention to him, you know, wanting to see him do good. But you, you get that that's thing, you lock down that border and start getting Missouri kids wanting to play for Missouri. That builds that brand and excitement throughout the whole state. Uh, I love St. Louis and all the St. Louis guys we've got on the team balling out for us, but it, there's a whole lot more to the state of Missouri than St. Louis.
1: That's a great point, but um, I know there's always a little, you know, like two brothers fighting of Kansas City and St. Louis rivalry, but I mean, I, I got to give props to St. Louis because they started this, they yeah. started this whole stay home and you know, and it really. I'll be honest. One guy started it, and it might be one of the greatest athletes ever come out of the city of St. Louis. Luther Burden. He's the one that did all this. Um, he made it cool. He got the cool sponsorships. He got the cool, you know, the deals. And you know what? Luther plays the game so well. I met Luther last weekend and two weekends ago uh, in Parkville, Missouri, because he's doing an autograph signing. Like he takes his he takes his show statewide. Like, he gets it. So no, I like you said this. They really locked down some of those St. Louis players. They made they made Mizzou cool, and that's what got the guys like you know we f- we flipped uh, Chandler from uh, Colorado, yeah. the Nevada kid. We flipped you know we get Noewari. That's obviously different timing, but you know I'm saying it's Noewari, Chandler. These guys all were somewhere else. Come back to Mizzou because guys like Luther, guys like
0: Brady Cook, guys like Schrader made Mizzou cool. Yep. I mean they. They <laughs> had COVID last week, and so I'm still having the remnants of it. But Eesh. they they see the what it can be to be a true son. Uh, I know that's kind of a name that's made up, but there's there's something behind it that's kind of taken meaning as far as how the state of Missouri will love you, will go to war for you online, will you know support you through NIL with chips i mean they're buying up potato chips like nobody's business frozen pizzas like nobody's business you know like they love missouri kids balling out for the university of missouri and so now they want to come be a part of that and help get us to that next level that right there on the cusp of breaking through but so caleb green Comes over today from OU. Is between us and Oregon. Uh, and then drink this down to Arkansas in Pine Bluff. <laughs> Spent a lot of time there. <laughs> I'm very happy for the young man, Courtney Crutchfield, getting out of there. Like, great for him. But Courtney Crutchfield, four-star receiver. He had four you know, labels on, on the table, four cards, Auburn, LSU, in-state Arkansas, and Mizzou. And he picks Mizzou out of that. So that, that young guy could have could have picked anywhere he wanted to go and chooses to come to Mizzou. And you got to love that, that Drinkwits, being an Arkansas guy, dips down, takes their best talent back across the border to Missouri to be Mizzou Tigers.
1: Yeah, no, getting that getting him from Alma was big for us on that one, wasn't he? He, yeah. first of all, you you can tell he's he's not too fond of his childhood favorite team anymore. Yeah, and uh, he's he's good at recruiting to Arkansas. He, uh, we've got a lot of good players out of there,
0: and they, they pronounce it. I, I used to call it Alma too, but it's Alma, it? Alma. Alma. Well, That's you got to right.
1: remember, I'm a Missourian, but I'm I'm from northern Missouri, so I'm basically uh, an Iowan or a Nebraskan at this,
0: you know, with my <laughs> dialect. So I
1: I couldn't be further from someone who knows how to pronounce that correctly.
0: <laughs> Whether well, the southern boy in me wanted to say Alma, Alma, you know, but it's Alma, Alma. Well, there so, we go. But and then it, he goes to Tennessee this evening and gets. Updated 24 7 has moved this young man from a three-star to a four-star defensive back Jared Sensabaugh and takes him right out of Nashville and he's a Mizzou Tiger. So the momentum, like they could call they can talk about Lane Kiffin and the lane train that he's got going on there. Doing great with the portal. Doing great with the portal. But you see Drinkwitz we have three portal pieces we've added so far. There's a couple more that have visited <clears throat> and still not sure which way they're going, but you can you can see the emphasis. He still wants to develop, recruit and develop high school talent and build this culture. And one thing about it, we saw this over this past season, he's not scared to let these true freshmen come in and get playing time either.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Hell, he found he found field time for Josh Manning, and we have an extremely crowded uh, yeah. receiver room. Uh, Speedy, Marquez Marquise Johnson. Yeah. I mean, I I went to I got some flack for this one, but I think he was the biggest true freshman of the year for us. A lot of folks yeah. said Northfleet, and I think that's fair. But I just think he made some big plays, i.e. the Kentucky game and the K, the K- State win. Um, but Jordan, no, uh, Harris uh,
0: and other tight end, lost Jordan his Harris, effort. tied in. Uh, Phillip Roche
1: some fullback. Yeah. Yes. Roach. Yeah. No, you're right. A lot of guys got playing time. And, and then the
0: um, uh, St. Louis safety that we flipped from Ole Miss last year. Burks. Burks. Yeah. Traylon yeah, Burks. He had
1: that massive sack in our first game where he just yep. hair on fire. I, I was, I am hyped by him still, but that, that play right there got me stoked on him. Uh, Bauer, even the punter, if you want to count yeah. him. Yeah. So throw uh, a
0: touchdown. I mean, <clears throat> you look and these guys, they see like, hey, the opportunity to, not only be on a good team and get to flirt with the playoffs next year. get play a little bit. They get field time. They, you get to earn it. You know, it's not just, you know, oh, you've been here longer. You're here at your spot. You What's know, interesting,
1: they- and I'm not trying to, like, hate on any of their podcasts, but uh, I know Rock M, I, I really like the BK and Edwards on there. But one thing they complained about constantly was drink would never give young guys playing time but I just don't think you can say that now. I know they were still, some people are still upset because Trey took so many snaps and Jones and Roberts never got any, but I mean, you look at it now, proof is in the pudding on that one at this point. Uh, but you can't say that now. He really is good. These guys. And I think last year was the big turn of that. You remember? Membu was getting a lot of snaps. that would run like a, an extra lineman. Yep. And it was always Membu. They used that set a lot. Um, and even then, ever watched him, we we're like, man, this Mimbu for a tradition is playing really well. Well, look at him this year; he has cemented himself as one of the better tackles in the SEC, in my opinion. Yeah. And we're all excited for what he's going to do next year. He so should
0: I, more I, than likely be f- uh, preseason first team at worst, second team SEC SEC. I think so. Returning too. next year,
1: um, but that's the blueprint, right? Yeah, he got some playing time. It wasn't he didn't start. He started a couple of games, but he didn't start very often. He rotated him in. You liked what he saw. Now look at them. And I think that's the blueprint for the Josh Mannings, the Roach, the Burks, the everyone we mentioned on that list. Yeah.
0: And there's there's a few guys. Uh we have lost. You know, the transfer portal giveth and the transfer portal taketh. And since our last episode, we've had three guys enter in. Uh Makai Lee. Uh I may be saying that name wrong. Uh, so I apologize to the young man if I am, but he's an offensive lineman. Tyler Hibbler, the defensive back entered in, I think he was a sophomore and got, uh, quite a bit of special teams playing time this year. Uh, so he's somebody who, who has seen the field and then the one that not taking anything away from anybody else, from any, any of the guys that practice and, uh, stood in there and put on a Mizzou uni- uniform that's since left the program for the transport portal. But Gabari Johnson, yeah. uh, Four-star quarterback out of Washington, I believe he was. But there was a lot of excitement with him, just his mobility and uh, his arm. But, you know, a a four-star quarterback that really could have picked just about any school, aside from maybe a handful because already had their quarterbacks, He's not going to sit for two or three years to wait to see the field now. Not not in today's world with NIL and Transport Portal. They're going to go get their playing time. There's so many small school guys that get drafted in the NFL that I don't even know that the the draw of sitting to wait to play in the SEC as important as, say, and I don't have a clue where he's going. He should get pretty good offers, but say – three years of tape at Rice is more important than one year at Mizzou to him. And I, I can't knock him for that, yeah. for, for going and finding the opportunity of, of playing.
1: I get that. And it, it tells me two things. Uh, well, I guess the first thing was uh, you mentioned a, a G5 school there. I think, I think it's going to Boise state uh, Bush Hamden, our old OC was OC. If you want to call him that back then was um, his recruiting lead. He is now the official real big dog at OC at Boise State at the moment. And they need a quarterback. That just seems like a lot of and he's from the he's from Washington, which is much closer to Boise than yeah. Missouri is. A lot of things there to look at. Um second, this tells me a little bit more about the quarterback pipeline. How and this could all change after the bowl game. I'm just thinking out loud here. Does this mean Sam Horn is in it for the long haul? Does this mean he is thinking about or because you're right? I guess the way I saw it, I thought Sam Horn would be the first one to transfer out because he'd be like, I am ready to play now and I would like to, you know, go to their SEC school or somewhere and play because Cook's going to play one more year. Yeah. Or does this, and I thought that would give Gabari the best chance of being that next guy. Unless Sam's like, no, I'm sticking this out. Uh, Cook's out one more season. I could be the guy for. Well, he's got a COVID year too, didn't he? So he can be there for three. He can play start for three seasons. Okay. And I want to start for three seasons after that. It's just interesting. Again, this could all change. We could lose all our quarterbacks besides Cook after the I mean, game. I don't know. But it, to me, it at least bodes well that Horn wants, I think Horn wants to be here longer.
0: Yeah. Well, um, I mean, that that's the assumption that a lot of people yes. are making that Horn, but uh, Johnson could just simply be, you know, he could have got the right phone call. Yes, It it could have been on his mind two weeks ago, and then he gets the right phone call, and, yeah, I'll I'll come play for you. You know, but uh, he may not be worried about where Mizzou's going next year. You know, it could just simply be what is best for him. And, you know, the way uh, the sport is violent and it can be taken away from him so quickly with just one play, you can't knock these these guys for going and, and chasing their dreams and doing what they feel is best for them. It does suck because we want everybody to love Mizzou like we love Mizzou. But not, not – I love Mizzou, but I wasn't born with that God-given ability to go play for Mizzou. <laughs> you yeah. know, so uh, the guys that have the talent, if they can play Mizzou, they can play just about anywhere.
1: Yeah, and – I think we gotta think about this world is it hurts when your program can't keep a guy like look at Vanderbilt right now. They actually had a pretty solid nucleus and they let it all go because they didn't have the people in place, like NIL, yep. coaching, to keep those guys happy, to keep them what they want on the field and NIL wise. Man, if we're losing guys now at Mizzou, it's because they've gotten just an a other otherworldly offer that we can't match, which is we're doing pretty good, so it's hard to do. Or they were kind of pushed out. And, I mean, you can't tell me, looking back retrospect, that maybe Dom Levin wasn't needed here. Because that's what we all go to. Is that not what we all go to is the biggest pain we've felt in the portal world so far? Because that sucked. I was so upset about that last year. Well, hell, you get rid of him, you're able to move Luther inside, you can pick up Theo, we became better without him. And I remember a lot of folks, a lot of really important Mizzou media members said, because I remember we are trying to talk our way through this, and I remember one in particular was like, you're not getting better from this. There's no way you're getting better from losing Dom Lovett. Well, we did. So I th- we're in a good spot, what I'm trying to say, with these portal additions oh, abs- and
0: attractions. Absolutely. And, you know, you look at the number of four stars and the five star coming in, and Caden Green was a five star, I think, coming out of high school. but Or was he just four? I think it was high four. Okay. But that roster depth, you know, I said preseason that this is the most loaded team Mizzou's had probably since 13 or 14. Well, guess what? It's getting better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like it's getting better. Uh, I'm not ready for this season to be over with. I am ready for next Friday and uh, the cotton bowl game. Cause I'll be there, but same time I'm sad. But that's going to be it for this football team because it's been fun and it's been yep. quick. I mean, quick, but man, just think about them practices after the bowl game and the competition going to be going on there. I mean, it's going to be some dogs going at it and it is. And you're right. That is fun to think
1: of, but you're also, man, I don't, I don't want to wish this season away because this is, this has been one of my favorite seasons ever. Um, yeah. You know, I know we've accomplished more. We've gone to SEC championships, Big 12 championships, but this one was a little different because I just don't think any of us saw it coming. And I guess we didn't see 2013 coming either in SEC. But something about this one, man, is just maybe the roller coaster of not looking great in our first two games and then and beating K-State on the longest field goal SEC history. And then just the momentum. It just it felt like Brady Cook's an interview I watched the other night where he's like, we didn't have the mojo until that field goal went to the uprights. And I believe him because I think as fans, we didn't have that mojo either. No. I felt like the team bought in the exact same moment the fans bought in. And I think that's what kind of made this season fun. I don't think any of us knew what was going to happen this year, those first two games. And then Mavis hits that unreasonably long field goal. It didn't need to be that long because Drink made a mistake. And then everyone, oh man, everyone wanted the fire drink, moments for that field goal, and then it went through and everyone forgot about that. Everyone was happy and it was just like, the good times started rolling after that, and I just think that's what made this season so fun. Absolutely. Right, I don't want to wish this one away. You're right. It's going to be fun. We got a bunch of cool guys, but we got we to gotta enjoy this team. We got to really enjoy this next game.
0: And it's the last time we'll see Cody Schrader lacing it up for zoo. Darius Robinson, uh, Javon Foster, uh, Xavier Delgado, possibly Mookie Cooper, you know what he turned into for us this year. Very important piece, uh, came up so clutch and made so many plays without the ball in his hand. And then, you know, Tyron Hopper, Chad Bailey sucks. We didn't get to see him play nearly as much this year as what we had hoped, uh, both corners, Enos and KD, you know, they've accepted their Reese's bowl invite. So I'm pretty sure that's writing on the wall for them going pro, uh, Safeties still not exactly sure. There um, seems like JC might possibly have one more year of eligibility. I'm not
1: sure in that as well. I was reading about that. Uh, him and Carly are both up in the air, I think. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, JC is Carlisle.
1: Sorry, uh, Carly and um, Charleston, Charleston, him and Charleston yeah. both up in the air. There we go.
0: Okay, so you know, there, there's a lot of guys that you look back at what they've been through and what they represent for us as fans, it's going to be sad. Yeah. I mean, I hope I don't have a voice for two days because I want to give them my all because I felt they gave me their all for the team that I love. So, uh, man, I just got me thinking about the game and and all that, but uh, tomorrow's national signing day. Who knows what news is going to come out of that? Surprises, good or bad, you never know. You're dealing with 17, 18-year-olds and a lot of money being played with right now tonight on the phone. Uh, Yeah, really. (laughs) Wall Street probably hasn't handled as much money as getting talked about tonight between coaches and players and agents and all that. Mom and dads. Uh, But it's exciting. Next week, we will... Uh, get a preview show in for the bowl game and, and build the hype up to it. We're not going to focus on it so much this week, but the reason we're waiting so late in the week to talk, uh, we had sources told us the commitments were happening today. No, but <laughs> uh, case. Well, I, I had uh COVID there last week and Sunday I was, I mean, recovering, not, feeling as good as I, I do today but you were uh I mean you're already in Kansas City but you took the family to the sprint center and talk about the the game there uh the roller coaster of emotion uh I don't know how it was there but you know it was it's over for uh, felt like 3 quarters of the game and then Right there at the end, it was like, "Can I?" And then they go down, make a shot. Nope, it's over. And then we go make a shot. Oh, can we? And yep. I don't know how many times I said it's done with until it finally was done with.
1: So what's funny about that is, yeah, uh, some Buzu fans started to leave early, which I didn't blame them. And I I left with about a little under a minute left. I was I just kind of had it. But what was funny was. We kept hearing things, and so every time us Mizzou fans would start making our way like in the you know concourse, we hear some. We'd all stop and find a TV. All right, that's I miss the field, miss you know, miss free throw. Keep walking. We must have done that the entire way down because I was <laughs> at the very top. I was at the very top of the arena until literally there's a giant screen just showing what the, what the like the hang down build video uh, yeah. board shows, like right when you walk into T-Mobile uh, Center. And there was just everyone was just heading out the doors Joe, I'll just stay there watching it. So instead of being in our seats, we're just standing there watching the video board there until this uh this one of the ushers was like, It's over, it's over, just get out of here, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah, it was it was a frustrating game. It was a my oh my gosh, it was frustrating. I felt like I watched them do the same thing a hundred and six times Seton hall that is. I'd do the same thing 160 times where they would run up. They would get double teamed immediately. They'd pass to a wide open guy for three. And he'd, be, he'd sit around and be like, well, no one's going to even try. And he just put it up. And of course, they'd make it because yeah. they're, not a, I get they're not a good three point shooting team. But we didn't contest them at all. And I got to tell you, I know Dennis Gates teams are not known for their defense. But that was terrible that was about the worst i'd ever seen and now it isn't even like the worst part the worst part is it feel like they'd go inside and there would just be no one to even try and slow them down i mean good lord we actually played pretty good on offense but you lose all that when you give up so many points which is i'm sorry it wasn't like i'm not gonna say they weren't giving effort it just looked like they had no idea where to be they were just could not have been more off the same page
0: there were a couple guys that seemed to have a little bit more effort than others, but the TWA, you know, how football has STP something to prove the basketball team has adopted this TWA Tigers with the attitude. And I don't know if there was much attitude, uh, from the, from the team, the bench. Uh, it, it definitely didn't look like it in my eyes through the TV, uh, you know, we, we said here a couple of weeks ago that this is Sean East. Uh, it's it's his team. And, you know, it, it wasn't that – I didn't feel Seton Hall shut him down. I just felt he was, he was more focused on getting other guys involved with the game, and he was passing off to where games before we seen him drive. And then it was almost – well, it was too little too late by the time he finally started deciding to – to go to the rack and, and finish those drives. Uh, and you know, but maybe it's the wake up call. The team needs that, Hey, it can't just be 55 every game that it carries us. Uh, you know, the biggest thing about it, it's not a conference game, so it doesn't hurt us in that standing. Uh, and it's, it's a coaching moment for Coach Gates and the staff to have film and show them what they did wrong, and uh, I don't think Coach Gates is going to back down from it. I don't think he's just going to uh, sulk. I think if anything, it's going to get him fired up and get him in get into the guys a little bit more at practice.
1: Yeah, um, I'd like to see that. I I really would because. I mean, at this point, I I would take an nit berth and see if we can't run in that. I I don't. that's just that's a lot of rough losses and I mean, you know what the um. Oh my God, the Bragging Rights. I kept wanting to call it arch <laughs> or arch rivals like the football one. No, Bragging Rights is um. Friday. It's a weird game. It was yeah, yeah it's right, but it's, it's a weird game, and it's we've won that game when uh, Illinois has been better than us multiple times. You know what I mean? I'm not saying we can't. We seem to have some kind of weird voodoo whenever we go to St. Louis. So, I mean, if we get that one, yeah, things are on a much better trajectory. I just got my doubts. Uh, I really, really in my mind was like worst case scenario between the KU and Seton Hall game. We got to take one of these Seton Hall. I I saw Seton Hall as a must win so far, especially after the Jackson State loss.
0: I saw Seton Hall as a win. Looking at it on paper, I was like, "Yeah, we beat these guys. Like, we should not." we shouldn't lose to Seton Hall. And it wasn't out of cockiness. It was just looking at Seton Hall and their results and thinking, ah, we should be able to beat this, yeah. this team
1: They're Yeah. I mean, they're, I think they're a much worse team than Wichita state and we beat them. So I don't know how to, I, but that's just the issue with this team this year. I mean, they, you can tell they haven't quite figured it out because he played the uh, Gates, played 13 guys yesterday, you know, and it would have been more had we, had we had some guys not injured you know what i'm saying yeah i can bet you money grill and brown would have played if they were available so he doesn't he doesn't have his sets Tamar bates played pretty well but he only played well in the first half like he's still Tanji came in there i as i, I put like bigfoot sighting on twitter Tanji came in didn't do anything you're right sean east made passed out of a bunch of drives my wife even was talking about that she's like isn't he our best score? Why does he keep passing to like a guy for like a contested three? Yeah. Um, no, it's oh, also how about this? Where is the passing? Where is the ball movement? Man, that's what I loved about Dennis Gates teams last season. Was we went from conzo ball, which was like you'd bring it up, you'd hang out until there's 10 seconds left, and you'd try some. I hated that. That's what we're doing this year. Yep. You know, we used to have some just bam, this guy's open. This guy's more open, and hit you to three. No, it just seems like we sit around we hang out till there's a couple seconds left and we try a stupid move and it goes nowhere if we don't get like a run or a wide open three it, our offense is stagnant
0: it it is and you know one thing out of that game it, the young guys when they came in i mean there there were some results there and yeah uh i, I don't Think after the coaching staff watches that tape, I don't think the veterans, the older guys on this team, uh, have the room to be getting comfortable too much because you got some younger guys stepping up, making plays, and you see them growing from when they first started getting their playing time to what they are now. And they're going to be biting that, uh, you know, they're going to be trying to get out there more. And I don't know how much longer uh, just your seniority and your experience is going to get you playing time over them because when they're going out there and, and getting better results and playing with more energy and more fire under them, uh, that would, that'll would that aggravate me a whole lot if they're riding the pine as much as they have been here lately. Uh, you know, but it's, basketball is one of those, it's not, you know, where football's a sprint basketball is a marathon uh it's a up and down up and down ebb and flow of a season uh team you can have the hottest team in the country and they come out and just shoot bricks and it's you know losing a game losing you lose 10 games and still make the tournament so i'm not in full panic mode just I want to see changes. I want to see adjustments being made. I want to see growth in the team. And I think Friday in St. Louis is going to be a great, great chance to see hey, is, you know, was last Sunday an indication of what's this year's going to be? Or do these guys actually, are they really Tigers with attitude and they come out? And fix it and say, hey, this is this is not how we're gonna represent the University of Missouri.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. Um it will be. It, it is camera that turned the corner last year, was this game, I believe. Um so we'll see. I'm not gonna put it past them, but I'm not exactly hopeful.
0: Yeah. Well, let's go back to you know, we're gonna we're gonna do like a basketball game here we started off real high. Then we kind of got down then we got back high. Now we're back down. So let's, let's turn it back around. Uh, wrestling, man, poor air force. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I don't know if we could really say there's military appreciation day with the way we treated them. (laughs) Uh, 38 to three. I believe the one match it was lost was four to one on points uh just dominant again so many guys uh from <coughs> excuse me from top to bottom they're just stepping up seeing growth edmund at a, I believe he's hundred forty five Josh Edmund that kid I see a lot of potential in him I'm excited Noah certain he was seventeen uh, ranked 17th nationally when he come on the pod he's up to 10 now mm-hmm. uh so he's he's steady just he, you watch his matches you talk about somebody going out with attitude Noah certain's got attitude he's got attitude and he throws anything and everything like his nickname ought to be kitchen sink because that's what the opponent's gonna get it's also just so damn fast he is he is jeez he's fast. And it, at at the lightweight, like, all them guys are fast. So for yeah. him to show his speed yeah, quicker than what the other guy is, like, uh, I would love for Drinkwits uh, to talk with him and say, you know, I, I get you're not going to re- talk to the 120-pound guy about coming on the football team. But you get up to the 174, you know, you, you could be – talking some DB weight yeah. there. <laughs> uh, you get up to, to Rocky Elam at the 197 and, and then Zach Elam at the 280. Now you got some D linemen and maybe linebackers there. Like, You ever thought about getting one of these guys out and, and putting them in pads and seeing what they do for you on a Saturday? I can't, I can't remember if one of the Elams played football at Staley. I feel like they did. I don't know. I don't wanna I'm, I'm sure, sure they, they did,
1: did. yeah. They could have swore one of them played the balls daily. Yeah.
0: What what the heavyweights doing at two eighty five, he is pinning these big guys. Like holy cow. You know, usually the heavyweights some of the most contested fun matches to watch. But I mean it's fun as long as you're a Mizzou fan watching yeah. <laughs> watching him go at it. Right. I mean, he's just been dominant, but the whole team has. Uh, of course, Keegan O'Toole doing what a national, two-time national champion does. Uh, He's—I've seen growth in his game from last year, and you know, we, we talked with Noah about it, but how the three-point takedown changes. I think we're seeing it in the scores, uh, the number of major falls that we're getting instead of three points for winning the match now and, you know, having close duels, we're we're blowing these duels out. Get, we're getting the six-point uh, duel wins uh, in these matches, and then it, it's adding up to 35-plus point wins at the end of the match. Yeah. At the end of the duel.
1: Yeah, I know we were kind of concerned about it when it was first announced, but it's done nothing but really play in Mizzou's benefit. Yeah. Like, we've been able to absolutely take this, you know, point
0: change. And like you said, I, we're, we're beating, we're beating hell out of teams now. Yep. Well, it started with, uh, ladies basketball Sunday, I believe Sunday afternoon beating Illinois in St. Louis in a, in a close ball game. there, 69, 66, I think was the final there. Uh, but Thursday wrestling in St. Louis takes on Illinois. And this is pretty cool. It's at the stifle theater. Yeah. So they're gonna be up on a theater stage with the whole audience back behind them in theater sitting where you have a lower left floor level and then balcony level. Like that is gonna be pretty pretty, pretty setting cool. yeah. setting. Yeah. Uh and then, you know, of course, the the men in basketball finish off the Illinois battle this week, uh Saturday and or Friday and in St. Louis. So, uh, man, it's fun time to be a tiger fan. I know it's not too hard to figure out why Dennis Gates has been pumping up drink wits and the football team. Uh, he's, he's trying to keep the attention off of him right now and, and what his team is doing and let them figure out who, who they are, because I think right now, not too many Mizzou fans are just, overly upset and a sour mood because the basketball team isn't exactly what we're hoping for at this point in the season yeah really you know we're, we're still pretty optimistic
1: we're still living on that football high so he's kind of gotten uh got a little bit of uh what i'm trying to to say a little bit of pass
0: yeah yeah but he's he's got what another 10 days and <laughs> done over with, so better get it figured out pretty quick calendar is 2024 it is it all eyes on you dennis Yeah. <laughs> well i apologize for coughing in y'all's ear this week but uh cole hope y'all are having fun Uh look forward to having you back on with us next week case appreciate you coming on and, and doing this with me this week and hope you and your family have a merry christmas and happy holidays and uh don't let your your work work you too hard into the ground Ooh, you're saying them. you too
1: scooter you and your family i hope you have a merry christmas all our listeners have a merry christmas
0: happy holidays however you choose celebrate go tigers all right another week that's gonna do it for the woodswater mizzou podcast m i z
1: z o u